it probably took me, it took me 33 years before I started to take serious the word manifesting. I'm sure many Christians that were brought up in Christian homes could relate to. I was brought up being told that anything that involved, you know, astrology or these mental things of, of talking to the universe or claiming what's yours, manifesting didn't really come into the scene at that time as I was growing up. It's more of a recent statement or a recent word that's definitely more heavily used these days. But I was told that that was kind of new age, that that was not of God, that God knows your future, that he controls what comes and goes in your life and your actions play a big part. And so I always kind of avoided things like that, things that <sighs> caused you or asked you to look inward. I felt like that was wrong. You were being selfish. You were not trusting or relying on God, which I was raised to think and believe that was the focus. You are to set aside yourself, set aside your wants, desires, needs, and just trust God. Unfortunately, that mindset that was engraved created someone who was very weak mentally, very confused, bitter, certain stages of my life, someone who put herself last and didn't take care of herself. When you're taught that we're just here on earth to serve God and follow his will and suffer for him and set aside you for him and his will, it kinda might put you in that type of mindset where you have those negative things in your life as you grow up and become an adult. So it took me until I was in my 30s before I even entertained those things that I was brought up to avoid, to think it was evil. And once I started to open my mind and just listen, I started to decipher not everything is wrong. Eventually I realized it's not wrong to willingly accept an invitation to something that you don't believe in or you don't think is right, but you're keeping yourself op open-minded. So I would just listen. And that was the first thing that helped me open my mind to the fact that not everything I was taught was 100%. Just like not everything I'm teaching my kids are gonna be 100%, I'm gonna mess up. I'm gonna look back and go, man, I shouldn't have done that. I was a stupid parent, but that's normal, right? And that there's so much more than what's written in a book called the Bible. There's so much more to be taught, to learn, and it even states that in Revelations. Like, not everything that there is couldn't even be put into this Bible. It's impossible, there's too much. This is just a fraction of what you will someday learn or what you could learn or, or can learn. And so I would take that knowledge and say, maybe there's more, more to God, right? Because it's not all contained in the Bible. 
You just have to learn discernment, which is a gift, to find those things and kind of add it into your spiritual walk with Christ and your relationship with God. You need to be open to discovering those things because sometimes it could be deceiving, sometimes you could be completely wrong and just get caught up in something cozy and wonderful feeling that leads you down a road of just self-centeredness. So there's that, but there's just something that spoke to me when I started listening to these people that spoke on manifesting or self-care, wellness. And then I started thinking about my relationship with God and the things that I thought and how in the past, there's certain periods in my life, even in adulthood, where I was bitter. Like this is something that God asks of me to just like suffer for what? Like he created us, he created me. Why am I just here to be miserable? Did he just create us as little soldiers of his will? That's not kind of what the Bible explained. Well, it shows us the, the, the chapter of when he was creating everything. It didn't sound like it was selfish. It sounded like he was wanted to create beauty and enjoy beauty, just like we enjoy a painting or a sunset. That's not controlling. That's not wanting to take away that happiness. And so I realized there's still more to learn. There's things that can be twisted that might originally have been something that God purposely created for us, but it had been taken and twisted and turned and added to, just like there's so many different denominations in the Christian church. You take something and you kind of think it's a certain way and then it becomes its own denomination. That's kind of what we do with things like manifestation or astrology. We kind of take something that was created by God, that God's way of communicating with us or God's thought, and we kind of twist it and morph it into something that we think is what it really means. So I think that's what's happened with a lot of things, but you have to have this discernment to depict which ones those are, and then pull it apart, dissect it, and apply it to your life. And you really have to feel that peace. Like, am I entertaining something that's just wrong, wasting my time, not of God? Or is this something that just is another additional power that we have yet to uncover about God and our relationship with him? Or the power that the Bible constantly said that we have? I stopped one day when I was angry at my husband so mad. I'm like, oh, this man. I heard this inner voice. This is what you asked for. And I just stopped in my tracks. And the voice said, I gave you what you wanted. You don't realize what it takes or the fine print to getting what you want, to manifesting what your heart really wants or the the consequences or the additional work that it might take as you continue to enjoy what was brought to you based on your own determination manifesting what you want 
and that was my husband. When I was growing up, there was this book, this series called The Mark of the Lion. And the man that was in that book was just hot. The depiction of this man, this character, and his interaction with the heroine of the story was something that I just fell in love with. And that was not normal for me to read a book and have that kind of reaction. It's like, this is the man I want. This right here. Like, if I can have a husband like this, I'd never care for another man or relationship again. You never doubted that your husband was totally enamored with you. And that's what I wanted. And that stuck with me my entire childhood since reading the book. Fast forward, I meet that man. He is everything that I imagined. Everything to the character of the book. And that magnetic feeling that we had for each other was there. We ended up getting married. And then I realized this is exactly what I want. I love this man. Fuck this asshole. He's the most difficult person to live with. And then that's when I heard the voice. This is exactly what you wanted. You now have it. Now you need to take care of it, manage it, take care of yourself while you water your garden. And that's when I realized the truth of manifesting. And then I started to research that deeper. And all I heard was all the good things about it. All the positive things of how it took a homeless man to be a millionaire in a mansion in Hawaii. But nobody talked about the situations like mine, where you want something, but you're really wanting perhaps something that is going to take a lot of work because sometimes good things take work to get. Sometimes it's like those people that work so hard and you don't know the sacrifice these people had to make to get where they're at. That applies to manifesting too. It applies to things that you passionately want and you know you're supposed to have. But what it takes to get it and then what it takes to keep it are oftentimes omitted from the testimony. It's just like that Joel Olstein preacher guy. It's always positive. It's always cushy, you know, cozy, make you feel good type thing. But sometimes you need that reality check. Sometimes you need that harsh sermon that humbles you and reminds you of the work that it truly takes and what a lot of people can't handle unless they go through some hard times that teaches them how to handle those things. There's many people that have got it so good that when shit hits the fan, they freak out. They can't handle it. They manage it in, in a lot more of a harsher reality than it might really be based on their maturity and experience with life. To my daughter, as I raise my own, I tell her, don't worry about fucking up. I'm not, you're never gonna be perfect. If there's anything I wish that I knew, that I was told as when I was growing up, is it's okay if you mess up. 
you're not gonna be perfect. You're not gonna be able to be successful. Yes, I want you to make good choices. Yes, I want you to study and, and you know, pursue a relationship with God. Something higher than yourself, right? It's not all about you. And during those detours, you'll only get smarter as long as you remember to go back on course. You can't fuck up your destiny. It's impossible. God is way too powerful to be limited on blessing and rescuing any of his children. Way too powerful to have your destiny be ruined based on a simple mistake. Because if you're saying that's possible, then that's a weak God. That's a hypocritical God. That's a BS situation that I don't want to be in or connected with. You're going to fuck up. You're going to have to own those consequences. And that's what a lot of people don't like. I didn't blame anyone for a lot of the shit that happened. A lot of the hard detours that I took in my life because I owned my decisions. I owned my fuck ups. I could have blamed so many different things. I could have played the victim, but I never did. I was never the victim. I had reasons behind it all. Naturally, you don't usually make a decision without having a reason. Some people didn't like hearing that. Oh, you always have excuses. No, those aren't excuses. Those are actually what I was thinking when I made a decision. My reasoning and intelligent people should have that. But what I will never do is not own it. I've always owned my decisions. I've always accepted any kind of punishment, any kind of detour, any kind of bullshit that I had to put up with because of a wrong choice. I owned it, I accepted it, and I learned to use that to grow. And that's what a lot of people don't do. And that's why when I got my blessing, when I manifested the things that I wanted, not just my husband, but many other things, it was only because of that mindset and having that perspective on choices and ownership of, of my faults that got me to where I'm at. A bum can manifest a bum who can manifest all these things and live in a mansion. But if he didn't learn how to manage money, if he didn't learn how to work hard, if he didn't learn how to be humble, he ain't gonna have that for very long. It's like that rich spoiled kid who doesn't know how to make money of his own because daddy always covers his ass. That's the same thing. Free handouts you're not gonna learn and you're not gonna know how to do it on your own, how to work hard to get those things or keep those things. And then that's when a lot of people fall back and they lose things, they lose the blessings, they lose the things that they manifested because they didn't learn, they didn't fuck up enough to learn how to take care of it, to upkeep it. All that to say, I believe that you can manifest anything 
and not the universe, but God will make sure it happens. Now, when people say the universe, and when I would listen to these people, I would just picture God and just replace the word universe with God as I would listen to their teachings. Because ultimately that's what it is. That's what the universe is. It's God, his energy, who he is. And I'm like, yes, he wants the best for me. He doesn't want me to suffer. He wants to bless me. So if he knows that I want this, he's gonna make sure it happens. But it's not gonna come without a price. Nothing that you wanna manifest will be easy. What you need is determination. What you need is humility. What you need is to be able to own every choice you make and pick yourself up and keep going. That's when you'll get and manifest what you want. It's gonna be hard. A lot of people don't wanna know that, talk about that, hear that, but it's true. No one escapes lessons in life, especially those that run after what they want. You will face walls. It's what you do when you get there that makes or breaks the end goal. So I manifested my husband, but it came with some fine print. Those are the ones, those are the journeys that made everything worth it. Because what I have now, what I have today, when anyone, know, anyone who knows me, anyone who sees it, they're in awe, they're impressed, they're jealous, they crave and want to know my story. They want to know how I have all that I have. And those are the stories that are going to be vastly entertaining because you don't get all that I have for nothing. It all came with a huge price tag. And I will still live with the consequences of a lot of those choices that I made because I made detours. But God still brought me around to bless me the way he has. And I manifested all that I wanted since a child but it came at a cost. Things that I will live with the rest of my life, regrets, pain, consequences that I'll take to my grave. But all that sharpened me and molded me into a person that can handle all of that, that can take care of what I have and water and take care of my mind and self-care. I finally learned that it's not selfish to put you first. It's required or you won't know how to take care of anyone if you can't even take care of yourself. I learned a lot and it's only brought me closer to God. As a Christian, I believe in manifesting, but I believe it takes pain, but pain that you would willingly put upon yourself again, just to have what you have, just to have what you manifested. As I started to study and listen to things that I had always avoided in the past,
I started to uncover a more deeper understanding of God and our relationship. That, you know, the relationship he wants with believers or people who seek him. He wants you to be happy. He wants all those things that I never really was taught. But a lot of people don't realize what it takes to have those things and then how to keep it like a garden. It takes work, it takes plowing, it takes watering, it takes work. Even the most beautiful of experiences in life happenings take work. And unless you go through hard times, unless you get angry, unless you get betrayed, unless you have these things where you actually can understand mentally the definition of grace or forgiveness or mercy, you truly won't know how to manage the blessings that come your way. I was a perfect obedient kid all the way up through my childhood never disobeyed I never sinned I was always that good virgin girl on our wedding I was always that good virgin girl always made right choices I was arrogant I didn't fuck up so I didn't really truly understand God's grace or need for it or need for mercy or forgiveness I had to go through a lot of hard times. I needed to be humbled, corrected, screw, embarrassed to kind of mold myself into the woman I am today. It was only then that I was able to have the tools to take care of the things that I would manifest or the things I wanted or the things that I was given, the blessings. That's pretty much what manifesting is, it's blessings. So again, as I started to study it, a lot of it originates to my original belief system, just called different names, different terminologies. But there's truth, and you can find it if you have an open mind. It's dangerous when you start to get obsessed or focus on one thing more than the other or don't find the balance or run down the rabbit hole. But that, again, takes maturity, and maturity takes detours to get that maturity, to build it like a thick skin. And that is what I think more people should be talking about. I manifested what I wanted, but I had to go through hell to get it.